Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh-oh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Let me start this episode with three stipulations. One, segregation is one of this country's worst stains. An evil system, Martin Luther King Jr. once said, a new form of slavery. Two, Linda Brown, the child at the center of Brown v. Board of Education, is an American hero. Three, the details of history are often very complex. Now, let me put this all together. We all know the heroic story behind Brown v. Board of Education, one of the most important cases in Supreme Court and civil rights history. It's 1950 in Topeka, Kansas. Oliver Leon Brown, an African Methodist Episcopal Church pastor, wanted to enroll his seven-year-old daughter, Linda, at Sumner Elementary School, an all-white school. Sumner was closer to their home than Linda's current school was, and the Browns didn't think it was right to make Linda walk further every day to school because of her skin color. Sumner said no. The resulting fight ultimately led Reverend Brown to become the lead plaintiff in Brown v. Board of Education, one of the most important cases in history. Today, Brown and his daughter are justly lauded in history as civil rights heroes. But like with most stories from history, the story of Linda Brown and her father is more complicated than you probably learned in school. Sharice Cheney, a University of Oregon ethnic studies professor, recently wrote that Linda Brown's father was initially reluctant to get in on the legal fight. In fact, he had to be convinced to sign on to the lawsuit. Desegregation was a complicated subject in the black community. Cheney, who is working on a book about Brown's case, has even turned up interviews with black Topekans who fought desegregation efforts by the NAACP. Why? Although in many places, segregation significantly reduced opportunities for black students, some families, like the Browns, did not think their kids were getting an inferior education to white children. In fact, the Browns loved Linda's school and thought she was getting a great education there. Some black parents also felt that attending white schools would fundamentally alter their children's educations. Their kids would be learning from white teachers who had no experience teaching mixed race classes. Ultimately though, desegregation was a matter of principle. And so on a September day in 1950, Oliver Brown took Linda by the hand and walked briskly for four blocks to the white school in town to demand equality for his child. His hand was strong. He walked with a sense of urgency, and Linda struggled to keep up with him. When they got to the school, Reverend Brown had Linda sit in the foyer while he went to the principal's office. Why couldn't she attend this school, he asked. 
As Linda waited, she heard the voices in the principal's office getting louder. Finally, Brown returned, took Linda's hand, and they walked home and into history. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Deneen Brown, who reported this story for The Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.